Hey, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to get started. But before we do, I want to make sure you know about something incredible about to happen, which is Sales Girl Summit. This is our very first conference. It's happening on June 12th through the 14th. Now, we've done plenty of in-person like trainings and workshops and kind of larger scale events, but this right here, my loves, this is our conference. And I'm so excited to announce some next level speakers. We're going to announce that in just a couple of weeks. But you know, being a sales girl, it has nothing to do with the item that you sell, the service that you sell, the product that you sell, the off it has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with being the girl that people want to buy from, that people want to say yes to before they even know the offer. It's about being the girl that is completely like world-class and has complete ownership over her industry because of how much command she has over her message. I'll tell you what, I'm starting to believe it's not even the person who is really the best at what they do, but it's the person that's best at communicating at what they do, who ends up winning and who ends up being known as the girl to go to for blank, fill in the blank for whatever you do. And, you know, our mission is to really create world-class sales girls that can walk into a room and have in, insane command over their message, over their beliefs, and just be so irresistibly charismatic that people um, are just so drawn to them. And if that sounds like something you desire to become, the Sales Girl Summit is for you. So June 12th through the 14th at the Face Center, I've got a sneaky little hunch that once we announce our speakers, the event is going to sell much quicker um, than what most people are probably anticipating. So um, I cannot recommend enough for you to grab your tickets. I've, I've heard a few people saying that they're going to get their Airbnbs with all their sales girlfriends. And I think that is so incredibly fun, um, but they don't have their tickets yet. So I cannot recommend, like I said, enough to grab your seat. Um, hopefully there's some platinum seats left. There will probably be some VIP and then definitely, definitely general admission. Uh, so we'll link it all in the show notes below. And I cannot wait to see you there. We're going to have so much fun and do our sales girl thing. We have so many surprises for you. Ah! All right, let's go. I'll see you there in June. Enjoy the show. Hello, Loy Day again. Today, I want to talk about a phrase that really resonated with me when I was younger in my mid to late 20s. And it was an obsession with me. It was so important. So I want to talk about how that developed, the story around that, and also some principles that we can take away from it. Uh, but the, the saying is, give the man a fish and he will eat for a day. Teach the man how to fish and he will eat for a lifetime. I'm not sure when I heard that, but I did hear it. And it kind of resonated with me and it stuck with me uh, because I was kind of brought up in a blue collar family. We always uh, worked. My dad, my father worked for Lockheed, which is a large uh, company that had a lot of employees and he was on the flight line. He was a, a laborer basically for Lockheed for his entire career. Then he retired. He did have a side hustle. He tried a lot of different side hustles. And he never did make it big in any of them, but he kept things going. He was a good worker, a good worker. He never studied or learned sales, uh, but he was a hard worker. And then when I came along and got married, uh, I saw a different style. I saw a different life. My wife's 
father was in business. He had a good business and he was doing well with it. And it just got, and it was amazing. I thought, wow, I've never seen this kind of money or this kind of uh, prosperity anywhere. It just really fascinated me. I was like, can I, I talked him into one summer I was teaching school and one summer I said, I just want to come down there and work in your office with you. And you don't have to pay me anything. I've got a couple months off. I just want to see what it's like. I just want to try it and see it. And I convinced him to let me do that. And I went in there. And after I saw it, I saw the activity, the fun, the excitement, the energy around business. And I got really excited about it. I wanted to have something like that so much. I had never seen that as a child my whole career. And I saw something different. I said, I want that. That looks good. He would like give me things like one time I went and bought some tires for my car and it happened to be the same place. He bought the tires for his fleet of vehicles. He had a fleet for his business. And I came back one day, uh, came into the office and he handed me the check that I wrote for those tires. Cause I had told him, I said, I, he, well, cause he paid me when I was down there for the summer I owe you like $300 or something. I got a check for like $300. And I went down there and I think I signed the check over to the tire company to get my tires. And he brought that check back and handed it to me. He said, here, I paid for those tires. And I thought, well, that's pretty cool because I told him I got tires and where I got them. So he went down there since he had a relationship with them and picked up the check and gave it to me. I thought, well, that's pretty cool. But that didn't teach me how to go do this myself. Or if we go out to dinner, he'd buy my dinner or whatever. I said, well, that's cool, but that's not teaching me how to do it. So I started becoming really passionate about, don't give me a fish, a fish, teach me how to fish. I want to be able to do this on my own. I don't be giving things. And my whole process, my whole desire through that training program or that time of mine was to learn, to learn, to learn. I didn't want gifts. I wanted to learn to be able to do it on my own. And think about that mentality from both sides of the equation. From the side of the equation that you're the mentor of someone or you're the parent of someone and you can give these people things, but you're not really teaching them how to do it. So how can you help someone, not by giving it to them, but by giving them a learning process, making them do it on their own so that they are learning to do it for themselves? And if you're on the receiving side, you're the person learning or receiving, I think it's really important to have that mindset that, hey, I don't want to be given anything. I want to be able to do this myself. I just need to learn how. And so you're never looking for the handout. You're never looking for the inheritance. You're never looking for the, you know, the free vacation or the, or the free trip or the free meal. You want to be the person that's able to buy the vacation for yourself and for your kids. Are you going to be able to be the one that pays for the meal for the people, not the one receiving the free meal? The handouts are, in my opinion, are of no value. As a matter of fact, I feel weird when someone picks something up for me. It just feels weird. It feels more right when I'm doing the one picking things up, picking up the tab or paying for it. have a hard time sitting back and let someone pay for something. I kind of want to pay my own way at least, and then sometimes pay other people's, but at least pay my own way into things. So I think there's some things that come from that also. One, I mean, you're feeling fulfilled. There's some fulfillment in that 
you're doing it. You're doing it yourself. You're not taking handouts. And then there's some confidence that comes from that. Some confidence that, hey, you know, remember, confidence is with trust. I trust that I can do this. I trust that I can continue to do this. I know how I got here. I earned this. I worked my way into it. And then you get belief that you can always work your way into things. You know you can do this over and over and over. You become belief in yourself and in, in the things that you can accomplish out there. So the fact that you're working towards being the person that covers your own way, maybe covers other people's way and not looking for the handout because you believe that if you give your, give you a fish, you'll eat for a day. But if you learn how to fish, you'll eat and do this for a lifetime. That means forever. You'll continue to know how to do it. And so now we can, part two of this, we can think of the metaphor around fishing. Fishing is, if you are going to go fish, now use this as a metaphor for your business or your kids or whatever you're doing, but if you are going to go fish, you have to learn a lot of things about fishing. You know, what kind of bait do you need to use? What depth of the, are these fish swimming at? Um, you know, where to look? You know, do you, which parts of the lake or the pond or the sea or the ocean do you need to go look? Uh, you're going to try different things. You're going to have to learn about their habitats, the traits of these fish. And you have to know even what fish you're after before you even go study all that. There's a lot of studying and, and practicing and trying things in order to learn how to fish. The same thing with your, with whatever your prospect, you pick who you, who's my prospect, what's my, you know, what am I selling? What am I going for? You know, what's going to be my specialty? What kind of things do I need to do to lure these people to, to get them to pay attention to me? You know, what kind of bait would be a lure that would catch their attention? And where these people, you're thinking all these things, it's the same metaphor as fishing. And the other part about this is it takes a lot of casting, a lot of casting the net or casting the line. It takes a lot of trial and error. This is prospecting. Because I can tell you on the prospecting, the reason we specialize, we, we become an expert at something, and then we go out and try to find people who are interested in what we are an expert at and who we can help who finds that there's a need for them there as well. But everyone is not looking your way, and everyone is not going to look your way. That's why you have to go try a lot of people. You may try 10 and find one or two or three or four or you may have five that will look your way, or two or three that will look your way out of ten, or maybe just one. But you keep throwing the line. You keep prospecting. You're going to find them eventually if you just keep doing the work. It's the same thing with fishing. Who knows how many casts it takes to get a fish to look at it, then a fish to nibble on it, then a fish to take the bait. And that's where you have to look at prospecting. You know the things you have to go find. There's going to be a lot of people that's just not ready to look your way right now. They may be later. They may never be. But they're not all going to be right now. And you have to understand that And when you go prospect because you're trying to find something for everyone. Well, then you have to have too many specialties. And you only have the one specialty that you can work with. And, and if you have more than one specialty, the people or the fish out there are going to think, you know, what even are you after? What are you, what is your specialty? What are you doing? So I think it's important to really have that specialty and the people, your prospects, to know this is who you are. And they see you prospecting diligently 
within that realm. It's really important, but you have to know this is how hard I prospect to go find the people that fits what I do. And then the third part of that is once you catch them, once you hook them, do you know what to do with them? I mean, you have to be able to get them in the boat or up to the shoreline if you're on the shore. You know, you have to be able to clean them, know how to clean them. You have to be able to cook them, skin them, cook them, cook them. Do you realize, do you specialize in fishing or let, and let someone else do the cooking? Like, for instance, if you're really good at selling or really good at fishing, really going in and finding the people, well, then maybe you need someone else to do the cooking and the cleaning. That could be your service staff. That could be some people running the Instagram or some people, you know, doing the backup work or running the media. Who knows what it may be, but you may start out doing all those things. But once you become really good at fishing, you realize that you need to use your specialty out there fishing and let someone else do the cleaning and the cooking so you can all eat the fish. So that's part two. The first part was the mentality on both sides of uh, being able to fish for yourself. And the second thing is the, the mentality around prospecting, you know, finding your clients, prospecting them, and then getting them in there, cooking them, making, giving them what you've sold them on and what they can get from you. And the third part on this is the fact that once you know, you will always know. Once you learn this, once you know it, you will have it. It's like riding a bicycle. No one would ever be able to take that away from you. That's why we talk about the investment in yourself is so valuable because no one can take that away. You may go invest in property or find assets or whatever, find uh, paintings. Uh, but if you invest in yourself, you no one can ever take that away from you. You will always know this. And once you go out and do the work, you learn how to fish. You're only going to learn this by doing the work. You can't read about it. You have to go do the work. That's the, what we call the experience factor. You cannot replace the experience factor with any with anything. No books can replace it. Uh, no mentor can replace it. Uh, it's only the school of hard knocks where you go out there and try different things. That's where you start gaining the knowledge is by doing that. But once you know that, once you've done that, you've seen you've seen all the failures and how they moved you into something that worked. And you know that the failure is not going to set you back. because You're going to find what's going to work because you're determined to do so. Uh, so that process that you can do of how you learned it and how you got through it applies forever. It's always the experience factor as you're learning along the way and trying different things along the way then this will give you the confidence that you will prevail in any situation. Once you learn how to fish, then you know that you can always learn how to fish again and learn how to fish for something else. You can always take what you have and move it on to something else. You will always prevail. And as you're prevailing, you start maturing along the way. You get better at it and better at it. And I just saw a thing on Macy's story today about you just keep doing the same things over and over. You get to a million and two million and ten. You just get to where you get really good. You're maturing into what you've learned to do. And the guide culture really is really built to teach you how to fish, how to prospect, how to sell. Because along my way, remember I said my dad was such a hard worker. He did so many awesome things. He never learned how to sell. So he kept trying all these side hustles, and they worked okay, but they never really went big. 
And the difference is the selling. That's where the difference is. It doesn't matter what your skill is, what you know, what you like. If you want to go out there and, and make something really of it, you have to be able to sell it. And so the guy, and I never learned that anywhere until I went and started looking for it myself. I went looking for these sales skills, these sales training. That's what was missing everywhere. Everywhere I went and everything I tried, everything I wanted to do, that was the missing piece. And so that's what I went out and found. I knew I needed to learn how to fish. And that's how we have guide culture today. That is that part of the program, the prospecting, the selling, the fishing part of the program. Um, and from this day forward, that's what guide culture is built for and built on is to help you fish, to teach you how to fish. And then let's all go out and fish together and come back and talk about it and encourage each other and mature into it as we go. The success stories we're seeing are just wonderful. It's amazing. I just love watching these people thrive in this program, starting right at the very top, Macy Cat. Sarah, Sarah, uh, Mallory, Shelly, Shelby, all of them. I just watch, love watching that crew, Cat. Uh, I just want, watching the whole crew just mature into this and how they just, they are blossoming. And then the people who are involved in Academy that's been doing it for some time, you start seeing them blossom. It's just amazing to watch how the synergy starts building. So the process is good. The process works. And the purpose of the process is to teach you how to fish, not to give you a fish, but to teach you how to fish so that you can eat for a lifetime. So I hope you enjoyed this and we will talk to you next time.